0: Good day everyone or whoever is listening. This is Amy Clarkson and I'm reading to you from the book Simple How Kids Help Us Understand God and I've been doing chapters weekly and this is chapter eight and it's on blessings. Blessings are a fun and encouraging topic so I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. Chapter eight blessings. I am not a shopper. As a teenager, I so rejected the idea of shopping that I have many memories of sitting in our minivan with a book, sweltering in the heat of the day as my mother and sister shopped. It wasn't even that I was a bookworm. I just loathed shopping so much that I became a reader to avoid the task. When you couple my dislike for shopping with my tendency to be frugal, you get a slightly bland, outdated wardrobe And equally barren living space. I took pride in wearing things decades old and embraced the used clothes and home furnishings friends passed on in pity. Birthdays and gift giving holidays were no better, and I would dread the need to buy things for other people. Usually I resolved the tension of the expectations of others that ward with my loathing of shopping and spending money by creating artwork for people. As I matured into adulthood, it became apparent there were two types of people, gift givers and non-gift givers. You can guess my category. The most surprising thing happened though when I became a parent. Suddenly, there were these little beings that I loved so deeply and entirely And I wanted to shower them with things. I found I enjoyed wandering the aisles of a store looking for something I knew would light up their little faces in delight. It wasn't just about spending money on them or acquiring items. I found joy in finding ways to bless them. What changed? Surely I loved my friends and family. Was that not enough to want to spoil them on those holidays of the past? Why was it so hard before kids to enjoy giving gifts? I think there are at least two reasons it's different for my children. One, they are dependent on me. At this point in their lives, my husband and I are it. They rely on us for their food, their housing, their clothing, their safety, their well-being, etc., I am inherently aware of that responsibility always. Contrary to what logically makes sense, instead of being a burden, their sole reliance on me increases my desire to bring goodness to them. The second aspect that makes this different than gifting other friends and family is how well I know my children. I have confidence, in other words, that whatever extra thing I want to provide or surprise them with will, in fact, be well-received. The more personal the gift or favor, the more powerful it is in blessing that person. For my middle son, whose love language, in part at least, is food, I know that surprising him with a favorite snack or fixing his favorite meal for supper will have him beaming The youngest, however, would be delighted with a box of new markers or coloring book. My daughter, who is a shopper and loves textures and colors and the experience of being in a store can hardly contain her joy when I offer an hour to take her thrifting. Each child is incredibly unique in their interests and personalities. As their parent, I know exactly how to make them smile with unexpected joy. And I myself relish the opportunities I find to do this. These two factors of blessing someone's need and knowing them well, help me understand why I have struggled with gift giving towards others. Either the need isn't there, or I don't know them well enough to know what will be appreciated. It had to be one of our first Christmases as parents that something clicked. As I found myself eagerly anticipating the morning of gift opening, not for myself, but for seeing how charmed my daughter would be with the gifts, it hit me. God himself enjoys blessing us. Think about it. If I, in my little human way, look for ways and get excited with the idea of Knocking the socks off my kids with unexpected things. How much more must God do this? He knows me better than I know myself. He also has unlimited resources. Combined, that lends itself to some potentially wonderful blessings. One of the verses that capture this well is Psalm Chapter 37, verse 4 in the NIV, and quote, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart, end quote. That's what it feels like I'm doing with my kids, finding little ways to fill the unique desires of their hearts. God just does it more perfectly. Can you think right now of a way that God has blessed you? Maybe. Something unexpected and good that you can give God credit for? Someone listening to this right now may be scowling. Blessings? Desires? Since when has God blessed me with anything? I would never want to underestimate someone's pain and struggle by implying a rose-tinted existence of gifts and comfortable living. There are several reasons we may not recognize that God is trying to bless us. One reason may be that our understanding of what a blessing is, is tainted by the words we use and our experience of blessing in our human world. Part of the problem is the similarity we place on blessing and gift in our language. We've used the words interchangeably because... In our modern day, blessing has come to mean giving or receiving some godly gift. Think about the social media phrase, hashtag blessed. People use it to imply they are happy or enviable or to have been given much, etc. People say they are hashtag blessed when they go on vacation or get a new car or after they've received a scholarship or promotion at work. If this is our understanding of blessing in the biblical sense, no wonder some people are looking at their lives bitterly, saying, well, why hasn't God blessed me? Perhaps we have the idea of blessing wrong. The Bible has two meanings for the concept of blessing. The actual word blessing from the Bible is eulogia or eulogau. What English word does that remind you of? Eulogy, right? The Greek meaning is from the EU, which means good, and logos, which means word. The word we translate as blessing, then, means a good word. It's pronouncing a good word over someone. A prayer of thanksgiving, then, is a blessing. This is where the term for the prayer before a meal comes from. Who will offer a blessing before we begin? There is a second Greek word that we translate as blessed, which is makarios. Makarios is the Greek word happy. Before you get excited that the Bible promises us happiness, We need to see where the use of this term is. One of the more familiar places to find this word is in the Beatitudes, as in blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who hunger, etc. Those are from Matthew chapter 5. This passage then seems to oppose our secular understanding of blessing as being equal to trips and success and money and health, etc. Besides often being off on what we think a blessing or gift from God may look like, my interactions as a parent with my children have also opened my eyes to some other reasons we may not notice God's blessing in our lives. Let me set this up. The delight I mentioned earlier that I feel As I look for ways to bring happiness to my kids is independent of their experience. In other words, I can feel warm fuzzies inwardly as I plan a random act of kindness for my kids. But their ability to feel blessed is up to them. One time I decided to surprise my kids over a school break. There's a place about an hour's drive from our home where you can dig for crystals. They've had friends bring back cool treasures from this site and have requested many times that we go. The night before the surprise trek, I researched the place and felt the excitement as I planned out our journey and what other fun stops we'd make along the way. The next morning, as I eagerly announced the day's adventure, all I heard were moans and grumbles. Although I had fun working out a plan to bless them, they couldn't receive it. Their whines and protests didn't change the gift itself, but they missed the experience of it as a present. Unfortunately, as a parent, these times when the happiness felt on my end is disproportionate to what my children end up feeling are common. What gets in the way then of their ability to soak up goodness? I will tell you, entitlement and self-reliance. When my kids tend to have something frequently, it seeps into them and begins to shift their expectations to a right or necessity. There is a particular brand of cereal they all love that I can only get at one store. When I make that effort over and over again, they begin to overlook the blessing and presume it will always be there. While the cereal is still a blessing and it's still an act of goodness that I am bestowing on them, their entitlement interferes with their ability to appreciate it. I know I do the same thing with God. Whenever my husband and I have moved into a new home, those first weeks going to bed, I am usually overwhelmed in gratitude to God. I find myself grateful for a roof, a bed, the electricity. I'm often spouting off thanksgivings, that everything fell into place with the mortgage, that... We were able to sell our old home, that we got everything moved. My cup, as they say, is usually overflowing, as I am aware of God's blessing. The house we live in now, we've been in seven years. I am struck writing this, that I've let that recognition of God's favor seep away. In the consistency of having a home, I've lost sight that it is a gift be able to live here let's look at james chapter 1 verse 17 from the niv which says in quotes, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows in quote james here talks about good gifts what do you think of when you hear the word good The word comes from the Greek word agathos, which means useful, intrinsically good, pleasant, joyful, upright, honorable, kind, convenient, or riches. That is a pretty broad definition of good. I can fit so many things that occur in my day or look around at what is before me this moment and call them good, which means I am being bombarded by gifts from God every moment of every day. I just don't stop to see them or I wrongfully take credit for them. This is the other way my children miss out on my blessings through their independence. It's hard for me to surprise them with a favorite meal if they help themselves to a hot dog and chips before dinner's ready. Self-reliance isn't necessarily a terrible thing until we take care of so many things in our own strength that we leave little room for God to provide. Let's say you've gotten yourself in a bind with your schedule and maybe you're even ill or someone in your family is and a friend says, Let me help. What can I do? If you pull up your martyr pants and declare that you're okay, patting yourself on the back for your ability to take care of everything, then don't be surprised to find yourself experiencing a lack of blessings. Not because God isn't trying to shower you with goodness, but because you keep saying, no, thank you. I've got this. One last thought before we wrap this up. All this talk of blessings and gifts may have you wondering, can you earn these things? When I say earned, I mean, can we deservedly gain blessings or gifts based on our behavior or achievements? The New Testament translates the word gift from the Greek words doron or doria, In the definitions of these words, you will find emphasized that these are freely given and not acquired by merit. Do blessings or gifts come from merit then? Well, for your child's birthday, would your gift to them change based on how many chores they did around the house? Would you give one child more gifts for Christmas? because they got into less trouble than one of your other children? There is a word for honoring someone's achievements or efforts and that word is reward. It is most often used in the Bible when speaking of the end of time but is never with phrases containing the words blessing or gift. Being a parent has taught me how fun it is to bring pleasure to my kids. I actively seek ways to surprise them and increase their joy. It is because I know them so well, their likes and dislikes, and because I know they rely on me for the essentials that I find it so satisfying to bless them. Their ability to receive that blessing is another matter altogether. If they're spoiled and expectant or too self-reliant, it makes it hard for them to experience the joy of unexpected favor. God is eternally looking for ways to bless me and you. Matthew chapter 7 verse 11 out of the NIV says, in quotes, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give Good gifts to those who ask him, in quotes. He wants to make me smile. He wants to make you smile. To have me and you be in awe of how perfect his gifts are. But, as with my kids, it's up to us on how we will encounter and accept those blessings. That's it for this week. May you have some time to look around you and see all the ways God's trying to bless you. And maybe even have some awareness on where you're so self-reliant or so expectant and even entitled that you miss out on the goodness around you. Next week, we're going to go completely opposite and talk about selfishness. Kids really help in this one, but we're not off the hook as adults. So stay tuned. Join in next week, week nine. Otherwise, have a great day.